With the second pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Carson Wentz. West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, born and raised. West Philadelphia. In front to Rui Stars! And welcome, everybody, to episode 10 of The Wiz with Podcast, the show bringing you all the news from the best sports city in the world, Philadelphia. I'm your host, Anthony DeStefano, and I cannot believe we are already at 10 episodes. Episode 10, what are we going to discuss today? We are going to discuss the process, trusting the process. Was the process a failure or do we not know the outcome yet? We're going to be also talking a little bit about Bryce Harper's plan for baseball to start as Major League has submitted their offer to the players. We're waiting for the players to accept. Some of them don't want to play, but Bryce Harper has an idea to get everybody on the same page, and we're going to go over that. Um, you know, first, we've got to do the housekeeping, right? You can follow this podcast at Wiz Wit Pod on all social media platforms. I want to thank everyone who shared the YouTube um, link. We're near 50 subscribers. When we get to 75, I'm going to do a really cool giveaway. So if you have a friend who likes sports, Philly sports specifically, um, tell them to, to check out the show. I would really appreciate it. Again, this show will be going live as soon as sports starts. Again, I've been watching a lot of UFC um, because they're the only live sporting event on right now. And I'm really enjoying it. Even with no crowd, it's it's really cool. So if you're looking for something to watch, um, I've been doing a lot of UFC. I've been watching The Last Dance. Um, the Last Dance actually ends tonight. I'm going to be sad because my Sunday nights have been filled with um, watching the greatest basketball player of all time and the greatest competitor of all time, maybe, in Michael Jordan. And it's just crazy because I didn't grow up in that era. So I'm watching Michael Jordan, and I, you know, my guy was Kobe. So I'm watching how Michael inspired Kobe's game like mirror images of each other same mentality um it's it's a great watch even going into it I wasn't a huge Jordan fan because again I was younger when he was you know I, I remember the 93 championship and on I think I was like six when they won in 93 so then he left when I remembered Michael Jordan and then he came back and won those other th- other three and I was I was salty dog you know what I mean because I was a Penny Hardaway fan, and they knocked out Orlando, so I wasn't too happy about that. Um, but overall, man, that last dance is great. Um, I'm very, very excited. If you are um, a wrestling fan, Dark Side of the Ring has been really good. Um, the the Owen Hart tragedy is going to be on this week's episode. Uh, Owen Hart was my favorite pro- professional wrestler who tragically fell to his death. Dark Side of the Ring captures and talks about all of like the the crazy stories in pro wrestling and it's been really awesome they had one on jimmy snooker they they had a the one on the chris benoit tragedy which was insane to to watch but they did it in such a classy way to explain everything that happened and um Man, that, that's been a good series. And then, of course, we're all waiting for Imperfect, the Roy Halladay documentary. The, the trailer looked cool. It looked it looked bone-chilling as we didn't know Roy Halladay. He kept to himself. The documentary looks amazing. Was there drug abuse? We don't know. We'll, we'll find out 
on Imperfect, and I'm going to do a little review of that. Um, but before we get in to the um, the process, let, let's let's get into something else. Next week, there will not be a Wizwit show because it is Memorial Day weekend. I want to. I mean, I, I have two jobs anyway, but I want to take a step back. I want to take a week off, allow everyone to enjoy that time off, and then I will hit you with another episode the week after. So next Sunday, there will not be a WizWit podcast. I apologize in advance, but I think it's good for everyone to enjoy the weekend with their family, stay safe, and um, wash your damn hands. We're going to get um, into the process of the Sixers, the full body of work of the Sixers leading up to this year, and we're going to break down what we think so far in this postponed season of the Philadelphia 76ers and how we got there throughout the years. We will cover that when we get back right after this break. Imagine walking into your first therapy appointment. Instead of some old white dude or lady, there's a 6'2 black dude with a high top fro and flamingo socks. Tune in to the Unorthodox Therapist, where my boy Dante, a licensed pro counselor based out of Philly, drops you buckets of knowledge on mental health and therapy. Available on all platforms. And welcome back to the show. We are going to talk about the process. And I, you know, the whole process. I'm talking about Evan Turner. You know, I'm talking about Spencer Halls. I'm talking about these kind of guys that were part of this process. This losing mentality that got the whole city of Philadelphia to buy in to losing to tank, to get better players, to then be a powerhouse in the East. Did it work? Did it work? We will find out. Let's let's start, all right? And I got all this from the, um, there's Bleacher Report, Inquirer. I, I did a lot of research on this. After nearly 50 losses and a ninth place finish, it's crazy. They lost 50 games and came in ninth. They were one spot away from the playoffs. Um, Sixers owner. Uh, Sam Hinkie was brought in as general manager. Brett Brown was hired as coach, and the process of rebuilding the team had begun. So in 2013-2014, the night of the 2013 draft would be a glimpse of how Hinkie would trade assets, um, and Hinkie dealt all-star point guard Drew Holiday to New Orleans for Nerlens Noel and a 2014 first-round pick. In 2014, that first-round pick um, eventually became Dario Sarch. Remember Sarch? I, I loved him. He was a great ball player. Um, Nerlens Noel, see, I liked that trade at the time. You know, Nerlens Noel was someone, um, again, they, they just liked drafting big guys during this time. Nerlens Noel, he was a defensive presence, man. I thought we should have kept him and moved on from Okafor, which we'll get into. Um, but that is something that I think that, was a smart beginning because I think Nerlens Noel has potential and I think he's still playing decently. Then we traded Evan Turner in 2013-2014. Evan Turner was the guy that was supposed to come in and save this Sixers franchise. He was a high draft pick. I think he was number two overall. Um, Evan Turner was a good basketball player. We needed a great basketball player. For years, they tried to fill the void that Iverson had left behind because they didn't have a all-star player. They had Iguodal, who was a nice player, underrated player, underappreciated player, not a star player, not one who's going to attract the big lights of the NBA, not someone who's going to put asses in the seats. 
So they draft Evan Turner. And then in 2013-2014, the Evan Turner experiment is done. And the Sixers lose 26 games. A 26-game losing streak. That's insane. 26 games. Well, this is where the process actually starts because this is where they draft the man who calls himself the process in 2014-2015. They selected Joel Embiid with the number three overall pick. Embiid would have been selected number one but had foot surgery a week before the draft. This is why a lot of Sixers fans were angry. We drafted a guy that you were going to have sit for two full seasons. That same season, after losing 26 straight games, they start 0-17. and 17. I thought I think they even like won an overtime game. I think they start like one and twenty two. Honestly, I think they won an overtime game. I think against the Hornets. I, I this is years ago, right? And you can fact check me on it. Um, I think they won a game against the Hornets, like last second or overtime that made them win their first game. And then I think they lost like five or six more after that. So horrible. They traded Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young. I loved him because he was such a workhorse. That dude just would do anything you asked for him. Again, wasn't a star player, but was one of those role players that you just fell in love with, man. Like, you just cheered for. He was averaging, like, 20 a game as a sixer because they really didn't have any other talent. Talented guy. Definitely um, definitely moving him was uh, the process. And then they traded... Um, MCW, Michael Carter-Williams, who I believe won Rookie of the Year, the year um, they got him. And everyone was up in arms because they thought MCW was going to be this this star player. Uh, turns out the Sixers were right, and Hinky showed nobody was safe. Hinky wanted to acquire as much young talent as he could and see where it fit in. So you trade Thad Young, you trade MCW, the whole Sixers organization looks different. You got you got Joel Embiid, who is now sitting for two years. Your number one draft pick. Are you wasting draft picks? You know, um, this this is the draft where they get Sarge. When's he coming over from overseas? A lot of question marks back then for the 76ers. Uh, but in 2015-2016, they take Okafor, Joel Okafor, right? And... Um, I liked Ja. I liked Big Ja because he was a really good player. My problem with this is you already had Nerlens Noel and you already drafted Embiid, who was supposedly coming back the year after. So you had three centers. And it was a fun marketing thing, Center City, you know, Philadelphia. But at the same time, you're passing on players where you could make your team better. You could have a small forward, a point guard. You literally had no pieces except Nerlens Noel when you drafted this guy because your other draft pick, Embiid, was sitting out injured. So you draft Okafor, and maybe it was an insurance policy like the, like the Eagles did with Wentz when they drafted Hertz this year, but it doesn't make sense because you still had Nerlens Noel. So... That was a draft pick I never liked. Did I like Big Jaw? Yeah, I thought he was going to be a star player. I was wrong. Again, an okay professional basketball player. A great basketball player compared to me, but 
in terms of his stat-wise, okay basketball player. Um, didn't reach the potential that people thought of him. They started 0-18 and 18 that year. 0-18. and 18. So, so let's go over this. 2013-2014, that season, 2013-2014 season, the Sixers have a 26-game losing streak. 2014-2015, they start off 0-17. 2015-2016, they start off 0-18. And, and all of us are running around, trust the process! Hinky's a genius! Trust it! Trust the process. He's going to bring a title. Look at all this talent we have. We have three centers and no point guards and nobody shoot the ball. But Hinky, and I liked Hinky, and I think Hinky was better than Colangelo, but we're going to get in to Colangelo. Jerry Colangelo joined the team in December as chairman of basketball operations. His role was to get the process to start winning. This is where I think Sixers fans started feeling like, okay, guys, it's been three years of just getting our ass beat down, right? But at the same time, we're like, hey, we're starting off. Let's go. Let's go get another first-round pick. So it was we were just tanking and, and enjoying it, and we, had, we were making a joke of it. But they weren't selling seats. Like, nobody was going to games. So while we were all trusting the process, the process wasn't making any money. You got to win basketball games. It's a business. You need to make people want to come to Wells Fargo to watch basketball. They weren't doing that. So, after that, Hinky resigned with a week left in the season, and Colangelo turned the franchise over to his son, Brian. And that is where the process takes a different term, and we will cover that when we get back after this short break and a word from a partner. Planning a party, a wedding, or another event where you need entertainment services such as a wedding event planner, day of coordinating, bartending services, DJ entertainment, catering, professional photography, and much more? Well, then I have a place for you. Contact Philly with a twist. Go like their page on Facebook and tell them that WizWit sent you. And welcome back to the WizWit Podcast. Now, when we left you, it was a transfer of power with Hinky resigning a week left in the season, and a lot of bad blood between Hinky and Sixers brass. Um, so in 2016-2017, this is where I think the process that Hinky put in place worked out. Um, and I know we had another high draft pick after this, and we're going to get into that. But 2016-2017, I feel like we got the guy that we needed. And I know a lot of people think it's unpopular because Ben Simmons doesn't shoot the ball, but Ben Simmons is a great player. And he was uh, we selected him with a number one overall pick. But he broke a bone in his foot in the final practice of training camp, and they sat him out the entire season. So we're drafting all this talent, but none of them are getting on the court. Right. It's like you're stockpiling all these assets and ammunition for when you're ready to go to war, but you're not trying to go to war. So you're just going to put the ammunition in the corner and, you know, see what happens. And that's what the Sixers were doing at this time. Um, but then we got Sarge. After two years in Europe, he comes over. He arrives that same season. We take Nerlens Noel and we trade him. So. That guy that we thought would start the process with, Nerlens Noel, a great power forward slash center, we 
then move on from already. And that one guy that's on the court for us is now moved. So now it's like making way for Embiid. Maybe we put trust in Okafor, but we climbed to 28 and 54, but still had the second worst record in the conference. So 2017-2018 comes. And they traded the number three pick and the future first round pick to move up two spots to take Markel Foltz. This move ended up being a disaster, and not because Foltz, because Jason Tatum was taking with the third pick. And Jason Tatum is a monster for the Celtics. That guy can put the ball in the basket. Totally different team if they get Tatum, they get Foltz. Um, and I liked Markel Foltz when he was coming out, but it's still. You know, he comes out, he gets injured. And here's the thing with Foltz is he was a fine shooter, and then the Sixers start messing with his form. The guys play basketball his whole life. The Sixers get a hold of him, wreck the guy, right? Wreck the guy. Guy can't shoot, guy can't do anything, can't, you know, his shoulder, his arm, whatever it was. They just didn't. Markel Foltz was just the worst part of this process. I would say that is the worst part of this process was Markel Foltz because you had a talented guy and then you traded up to get him. You sacrificed another first round pick to get him and then you ruined him because you were trying to change his form on his shot when the guy, the guy you drafted didn't need to be fixed. And the guy that you traded up from, if you stayed at three and got Jason Tatum, that makes this team head and shoulders better than almost any team in the East if you line up now Tatum and Bede and Simmons. But you didn't. You made a Markel Fultz pick, and I like that pick, but then you ruined him. You are responsible for what happened with Markel Fultz because now he's in Orlando and he's playing decently, and maybe his shot's still not there because you guys literally broke him. But we cannot blame anyone for Markel Fultz except the 76er staff. Later that season, the ringer broke the story that Brian Colangelo's wife, Barbara, had created multiple Twitter accounts and criticized Sixers, Sixers players and executives. Colangelo resigned on June 7th, less than two weeks after the report. She, this girl had burner accounts, burner accounts, just tweeting at players, Tweeting shit about players talk. And I remember everyone thought it was Brian. And I, I still think it was Brian. I do. I think his wife took the fall for him. But I think Brian Colangelo was doing that. Um, so he's out. 2017-2018, we pick Fultz. But then we get Ben Simmons to debut. It took him four games to notch his first triple-double. We start seeing the process come to life. In that same season, Joel Embiid started his first All-Star game. So Embiid is in his own. Simmons is now playing, and they finished with a, a record of 52 and 30. So they almost at 54 and 28. They flopped to 52 and 30. In the, in the span of one year, the process was working out. They lost to Boston in the playoffs, but Simmons wins Rookie of the Year. And after that season, Joel Embiid signs a five-year extension because he's an All-Star, and they like the process. 2018 and 2019, a big change comes as the, our new general manager, Elton Brand, who's still here for the time being. I know the Knicks are, there's so many rumors about the Knicks and him, but we bring in him. We trade Robert Covington and Sark as a part of a package for four-time All-Star 
Jimmy Butler. And this is where I think, and I'm going to go a little future, and this is where I think why the Sixers aren't the team they were last year, this year. It's because Jimmy Butler has an intensity and a leadership that's very competitive. And I know he gets a bad rep and, and people don't like Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler, every team he's played for has gotten significantly better when he was there. They played harder. They played tougher. I used to say Jimmy Butler, oh, he's a headache. Watch the last dance and watch how Michael Jordan reacted. You have to have that mentality if you want to win. And Jimmy Butler wanted to win. Jimmy Butler did not want to stay in Philadelphia, and that's why the Sixers had to move on from him. But I think if they would have went to him in the season off from the max, they had a good shot of signing the guy. And I am not happy that Jimmy Butler is not on our team. Do I like Josh Richardson? Yes. But Jimmy Butler is that star that goes with Simmons and Embiid and compliments them well. Jimmy Buckets, big shot Jimmy. What a trade to get him. And I was so excited because I said, there's our big three. We're going to have this big three for the foreseeable future. There will be a championship in Philadelphia. And then he leaves after that first season. That same year, Simmons was selected to play in his first All-Star game. So now you have two All-Stars in Simmons and Embiid. They cut ties with Fultz and acquired Tobias Harris. And and when they add Tobias Harris, so they have Harris, Butler, Embiid, Simmons, and Redick. Probably one of the best starting fives in the league they gave Brett Brown, right? So Brett Brown has that whole team. Then the heartbreak comes because they... That team, I felt, could win it all. And I felt they were going to push to win it all. But on a last-second shot by Kawhi Leonard, who ended up being the best player all of last season, the Raptors win the championship. Game 7, we lose on a heartbreaking shot. That's how the season ends. There's a lot of what's going to happen with Butler. Who are we going to bring in? What can we do? What can we do to make this team better? Well, they sign Ben Simmons to a max deal. They sign Tobias Harris long-term. Butler says he wants to leave for Miami. They do a sign-and-trade, and they get Josh Richardson. And then they sign Al Horford. Right? This year... That starting lineup takes the court, and it's a good starting lineup, but it's not the lineup you had, and you still haven't addressed the need for shooters. We still don't have a reliable shooter. You let Redick walk to New Orleans, and now we do not have a shooter. Um, Ken Richardson shoot, yes, but that Redick, not a good defender, but open for three, he can hit it. The Al Horford signing, I absolutely hate right now. And it's not that I hate Al, Al Horford. I think the guy's a great player and an even better person. We didn't need another big fan. We needed someone to put the ball in the net. Al Horford has taken 20 more threes this season than he did all of last season, and it was halfway through the year. So with the season on hiatus due to the coronavirus, the Sixers are sitting at 39-26. and 26. They're sixth in the East. If basketball comes back, how will the Sixers come back? 
Richardson will be healthy. Simmons will be healthy. Embiid's got more rest. How will Embiid come back? Will Embiid come back in shape? Is Embiid grinding in the gym? Is Embiid changing his mentality? Is Simmons grinding in the gym? Is Simmons shooting? We don't know. We don't get to see any of this. If basketball gets back, I don't think the Sixers are a threat in the playoffs this year. And I hate saying that. But you let Jimmy Butler go. You let the guy with the mentality to win for the mentality for the process to be over to go. You didn't talk him into staying. We have a great city. We have the most passionate fan base. You want to go to Miami, that's cool. Buy a summer house there. You want to win basketball games, stay in Philadelphia. That's how you should have swung it. You swung it and you missed it. Jimmy Butler's gone. Why I think Simmons and Embiid, they need to get on the same page and have that kind of chemistry. I don't see them being a threat this year. I just don't. Maybe next year. And I'm not one to rush. LeBron, Jordan, they they all won titles when they were 28 years old. We're a far way off of 28 for Simmons. And Embiid's like 25 or 26. We got a couple years left. We got to give it time. We got to still trust the process. Was the process a success, though? I think the process was a success. It had its ups and downs. It had its moves that had a scratch in our head. I remember the day they traded MCW, people were irate. Look what we have now. We have a playoff basketball team annually, and we have a good nucleus with Simmons and Embiid, and I like Harris. I like Harris a lot, but we need that one player who can just score the basketball. And when they get that, they're going to be a scary team in the Eastern Conference. Speaking of sports coming back, Bryce Harper has a plan for sports to come back, and we will cover that when we get back after this short break. Passionate and professional detailing is what describes Shure style detailing. They service everything from your daily driver classics, luxury, and exotic vehicles. They provide first-class, personalized detailing services, maintenance, and total surface protection. Sure Style Detailing has the solution needed to protect your vehicles, motorcycles, and boats for a lifetime. Every vehicle is treated the same with the utmost care and attention to detail as if it were their own. Invest in quality detail where passion and pride are applied into every step from start to finish. Tell them that WizWit sent you and save 20% off your detail. And welcome back to the WizWit Podcast. I know we were just talking about the process, um, and I have a list of process players. I'm not going to go through them, but just know there's names like Spencer Halls on there. There's Chris Johnson. There's Jason Richardson. There's Isaiah Cannon. There's uh, Brandon Davies. There's there's Kendall Marshall. We had Elton Brand part of the process. So just know that that process, we, we saw a lot of names. I have like 25 names on this list, maybe 30, and you might know four of them. So the process was long and hard, but here's another process that's going on. Baseball coming back. And our very own, our Lord and Savior of baseball, Bryce Harper, has ideas for baseball to come back. Now, I don't get how anyone in Philadelphia can sit here and say they don't like Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper goes to bat for our city, for our fans, more than I think any athlete ever has. He loves this city. Like At first, I was like, Bryce Harper, if he comes, he comes. You know, he's, I like him, but I don't know. The media puts him, and then... He's been totally opposite than what's been perceived of him for so many years. I think Bryce Harper is a class act. I think he's a humble guy, and I think he he gets riled up just like a fan from Philly. He's a fan of the team also, and I love that. And I love Bryce Harper's passion for the game. It's just the media painted him such a different way. But, man, since he's been here, I, I don't think we – and I love Carson. Carson is my guy, but – 
Bryce Harper is that athlete that just represents Philly. He is the face of Philadelphia, Bryce Harper. So let's talk about Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, this is his plan for the baseball season. As we know, the owners put it in front of the Players Association. Let's play baseball. You got to take this pay cut. You got to do this. There's different rules. Some players are happy. Some players aren't. It, it didn't get voted on yet. It doesn't look like baseball's coming back yet. But here's Bryce Harper's plan. Beyond the health and safety, which comes first for all players, staff, workers, fans, and families. Just an idea Bryce Harper's been thinking about. He wants an East and a West, just like the NBA. July 31 days, August 31 days, September 30 days, October 31 days, November 15 days. It's 135 games. A lot different than like the 82-game season that they, they put in front of the players. 135 games. An off day every two weeks on Monday and Sunday, doubleheader, seven innings. So every two weeks, you get an off day on a Monday or a Sunday, and then you can have a doubleheader with seven innings. 30 players, six-man rotation. It saves arms. If pitchers wanted this, if not, no big deal. DH and any other ideas possible. Playoffs, a two-week World Series, like Super Bowl week. 10-team round-robin format, College World Series style at the new Texas Stadium or whatever stadiums are best. It's a three-game series. You win the series, you move on. You lose, you play to uh, you play the other loser in a one-game wild card. That winner moves on, the other team is out. I really like Bryce Harper's idea. I like it because it gets us more baseball, and I think that playoff adds more excitement than baseball has right now. I said this last week, and I'm going to continue to stand by this. If any sport needs this, it's baseball. Baseball needs this this to be over, or baseball needs to be front and center more than any other sport. Every other sport is very, very popular. I mean, in that age demographic, hockey's more popular than baseball. You know, football is America's sport. There's no doubt about it but let's let's remind people why baseball was america's favorite pastime because baseball is a beautiful sport it is a great sport but we need it back we need to introduce it to a younger generation and bryce harper's idea is no 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 blackouts games any game you want to watch is on tv for you any game you want to watch mike trout in la because that's how fans are made you know, because when I grew up and I was watching baseball, I fell in love with Ken Griffey Jr. and the way he played the game. Now these kids don't get to see Mike Trout, right? They don't get to see him as much because all these baseball packages exist. Bryce Harper doesn't want that. There's no blackouts. Every game's available on TV. I love that idea. I would love for baseball to get back, and I think baseball needs to get back. As far as Bryce Harper goes, thank you, Bryce, for being a voice of reason and for a good idea. And thank you for wanting to play, for taking that step where you say, listen, we want to play. We just want to make sure everything's right. I know a lot of people are bitching about the players. They not they don't want to take pay cuts or whatever. That's a touchy subject. We know they make a lot of money. But if someone walked up to you and said, you're going to make 50% of what you did last year, are you going to want to say yes? That's a whole different discussion, a whole different argument. But I like Bryce Harper's idea. I just think baseball needs to be back. If baseball is coming back, we need it by July 1st. That gives you a month and two weeks to get a plan in place to bring baseball back. I think basketball is probably done. Although there was a huge, you know, all the stars met on on like Zoom or whatever. It was Durant, LeBron, everybody was on it. 
uh, Lillard, they, they all talked about how, how they could get the season back, what they could do to get the season back. And it's great to see that players want to provide that entertainment for us sitting at home. And as states open up, I believe sports will be back. But if baseball wants to capitalize off of being the only sport on, they need to hop on it soon. And I know it's going to be weird to capitalize off a, a pandemic, and you probably don't want to do it that way, right? But baseball needs eyes on it more than any other sport. Because when football returns, I'm there, right? And I'm a diehard baseball fan, so I'll be there. But when football returns, America's there. When basketball returns, America's there. When hockey returns, people are watching. Baseball is that sport where the younger generation just, they play it to keep in shape. Right, We're not breeding baseball players like we used to. We're not seeing these talented baseball players on national TV enough. Mike Trout plays how many games a week on TV? Because my dad has to buy the package to watch it. He's a Trout fan, you know, Trout being a local guy. So we need to do something, and we need baseball to really put their foot down and say, let's get this sport going. It'll be good for us. It'll be good for America. It'll be good for baseball. And it'll be good for the future of a great game. And that is the show for this week. Again, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. It's been really, really fun. Again, it's really hard doing this without any sports. Um, I am taking a week off for Memorial Day. I want everyone to just hang out. Enjoy your company, enjoy your family, enjoy sitting inside, enjoy going to the beach. Whatever you want to do, that's your decision. Just be safe about it. I hope you have a safe Memorial Day. I will see you in two weeks, hopefully with a lot more news on the WizWit podcast. See you next week. Two weeks. Two weeks, not next week. Two. Man, I'm so See you next week. See you in like 13 days. Later. What's up, Wizwit Nation? Thank you so much for checking the show out. If you want to represent the brand, go to tpublic.com and purchase your Wizwit gear. We have logos designed after every Philadelphia team in the city. And every once in a while, I have a special 24-hour sale of a special design that I don't want to keep up on the store. So check it out, Wizwit at tpublic. Go buy your merch today.